0: Welcome to ReachMD. You are listening to Lipid Luminations, produced in partnership with the National Lipid Association and supported by an educational grant from AstraZeneca. Your host is Dr. Alan Brown, Director of the Division of Cardiology at Advocate Lutheran General Hospital and Director of Midwest Heart Disease Prevention Center at Midwest Heart Specialists at Advocate Healthcare.
1: Heart disease and stroke are two of the leading causes of death in the United States. The Department of Health and Human Services, with several key partners, launched the Million Hearts Program, a national public and private initiative. Million Hearts aims to prevent one million heart attacks and strokes over five years through behavioral changes as well as clinical interventions. I'm your host, Dr. Alan Brown, and with me today is Dr. Janet Wright, cardiologist and executive director of Million Hearts in Washington, D.C. Janet, thanks very much for taking the time to talk to us today. Pleasure to join you, Alan. So tell me a little bit about what the Million Hearts program entails and how it got started and what our listeners need to know about it. Million
0: Hearts was birthed by really about three folks um, who looked across the medical, clinical, and public health landscape for action that we could take over a fairly short period of time and have a major impact on outcomes and on health. And, of course, cardiovascular disease quickly came to the top of that list. The idea w- was to bring the experts in public health together with those in health care and target specific evidence-based strategies working together with these complementary assets of public health and health care to tackle a big goal. That was the, really the original thinking around Million Hearts. And um, predictive models were undertaken to find out what actual um activities could contribute to prevention um, in a short period of time like five years and that's really how the design elements of Million Hearts came together.
1: So five years to reduce a million cardiovascular events is a pretty bold strategy. Can you tell our listeners what the key components of the Million Hearts is and how you intend to, to make this a reality?
0: All right, so uh there, it's a very focused initiative based really on those predictive models. Um, what was sped out of the models on the public health side were big levers like reducing sodium intake across the entire population. The second one was eliminating artificial trans fat in the food supply. And the third is increasing our exposure to smoke-free space. So really instituting policies across the landscape that help us avoid secondhand smoke dangers. So, over on the public health side of Million Hearts is reducing sodium, eliminating trans fat, and improving um, air quality. On the clinical side, we're really focused on what we call the A, B, C, and S. So, aspirin for secondary prevention, blood pressure control is the B, the C is for cholesterol management, optimal cholesterol management, and the S, of course, is for smoking cessation.
1: So, did you find part way through the program that the, the thought about aspirin kind of shifted and was it originally part of a general preventative strategy and then switched to secondary prevention?
0: That's a good question. Um, primary and secondary were both fed into these predictive models and it was the secondary prevention um, that looked like it would have the biggest return. There was also concern about the lack of clarity around primary prevention at the time. This was back in 2010 and, and um, early 2011.
1: So I think that's important. I think I think some of our listeners uh, may not be aware that aspirin as a primary prevention tool has been sort of uh, moved to the back burner because of the risk of side effects and bleeding being greater than the benefit in those patients, but certainly not in those people who have high risk. Correct?
0: Absolutely right. Absolutely right. Yes, that evidence is rock solid. But but to your point, Alan, about measures, we we knew about aspirin and we knew enough at the time to pick secondary prevention. But during the course of Million Hearts, of course, there's been um, much discussion about the appropriate targets for blood pressure control. And we know that with new guidelines uh, for optimal management of lipids, there's new uh, conversation going on about LDL targets. Um, so within the course of Million Hearts, two of our measures, two of our ABCS measures, have undergone um, a lot of tire kicking.
1: Yes, and uh, that's a very that's the topic for another show. <laughs> it's been an ongoing discussion, and of course the data keeps coming, so uh, all of, both of those areas are going to be maturing. So from a public health perspective, what types of things are being done to reach these goals, and you know how are you measuring success?
0: Yeah, so on the public health side, uh the great bulk of work there is being done um, with and at um, FDA, CDC, and particularly when it comes to sodium with the food industry and the restaurant industry. Um, the major push um, is to make more choices, more lower sodium choices available to people, to label food so that it's easier for people to understand the sodium content, and the choice then will allow them to gradually reduce their sodium intake. And then a lot of education, uh, because what what we know, and I frankly didn't really absorb this as a practicing doc, that most of the sodium in our diets is already in the food when we eat it. What what we add in the kitchen and at the table is really a fraction of our sodium intake. We, the combination of uh, either eats out or buys out and eats in, um, and so the processed foods uh, already have a fairly high sodium content. So work in sodium, uh, as I said, uh, mostly with the food and restaurant industry uh, in a voluntary way um, to help increase choice for folks. With trans-fat, it turns out this, as you know, artificial trans-fat or partially hydrogenated oils are in the food, um, they have been reduced over the last four or five years, but they're still present. Um, FDA has uh, requested comments on a tentative determination that those substances are not safe Um, and we are looking to them to issue a final determination. Very hopeful that that will come before the end of the year, and that kind of determination will actually, in effect, eliminate that substance from the food supply. And the impact on lives and on heart attacks is really dramatic when it comes to trans fat.
1: Well, that's very encouraging. Now, I've known you over a lot of years, Janet. I remember when you were a member of the Board of Trustees of the American College of Cardiology. You've served on many committees. What brought you to get involved with uh, Million Hearts, and how did you become the executive director? And tell us a little bit about uh, your level of enthusiasm for this.
0: (laughs) Well, it it remains high, and um, I very much uh, loved the work that I was um, allowed to do with the college. I was uh, on the staff at the ACC at the time Million Hearts came across the radar screen, and I really thought that my job would be um, understanding how the ACC members could contribute um, specifically. Clearly, they're contributing daily in the work that they do, but how the college might contribute to reducing heart attack and stroke. Um, but um, my interest in the initiative led to interviews, and then I ended up uh, on a list of folks being considered for for this position um and so right around the time of the launch in September of 2011 i became uh, i i went into federal services they say and it's it's been quite an experience uh, getting to know the various agencies we have 19 federal partners um and something over 110 private sector partners all at work in um actions to prevent heart attack and stroke
1: and do you feel like there's uh, good coordination and um uh, enthusiasm across the agencies for for uh, reducing cardiovascular disease,
0: the folks who uh, came together uh, to design this initiative believed that there was already enormous work going on across both federal and private sectors to prevent heart attack and stroke, but not all the work was focused on uh, strategies that are likely to have the greatest impact. And there certainly was no hot timeline uh, underneath the, the pot to cook the cook the work, accelerate the work, and so. Um, I think Million Hearts has served as a bit of a focusing factor, delivering where we can um, those evidence-based strategies. Um, try to shine a light on high performers in order to uh, acknowledge and reward them, but also to inspire others. And then we seem to serve as a dot connector, literally introducing folks to each other. They may have worked together in the same community, but the public health folks and the healthcare folks have not had much in common. Um, but, but Million Hearts seems to be, um, I think about it as an emulsifier, <laughs> bringing those two layers together uh, into something that's that's very powerful.
1: If you're just tuning in, you're listening to Lipid Luminations on MD. I'm your host, Dr. Alan Brown, and I'm speaking with Dr. Janet Wright, the Executive Director of Million Hearts Initiative. So I'm going to ask you to give me some examples from a public health perspective of things you've been able to do that may have uh, started an appropriate initiative in the public health arena or with partners that you brought together? And then the same on the clinical side um, with possibly medical organizations. Or uh, Tell me what you're most proud of in terms of both the public health part and the clinical part of your initiative.
0: Well, um, let me thank you. That's a great question. And I, I will preface it by saying um, because there was enormous work already in play before Million Hearts uh, was ever on the scene, I want to be very careful to say that the results that are being achieved are not the results of Million Hearts. They're really the the results of all the folks, their organizations um, who are hard at work here. We've had a chance, as I said, to highlight some uh or to glean lessons from some and be able to spread them, but um we are we are certainly not um Uh, taking any credit for it, but that said, I can tell you some of the most exciting things are understanding from communities, municipalities that have gone smoke-free within a very short period, a matter of months, they see their emergency room admissions dropping um, for heart attack um, in very short order, in addition to uh, lung problems as well, so going smoke-free has very rapid um, results. I would say on the clinical side, but really one of the most exciting things is beginning, as I said, to see public health and healthcare folks work together. The Association of State Territorial Health Officials was funded by CDC to work with clinical partners across uh, a subset of states on hypertension control. And what happened, and I'm I'm oversimplifying this grossly, but people with public health expertise, epidemiology, surveillance, people could pour through data Um, public health data came together with clinical partners, meaning federally qualified health centers, clinical practices, in some cases commercial payers, looked at data together, they meshed the clinical and public health data to understand the population, understand the prevalence, um, and to tackle blood pressure control using electronic health records um, and other techniques. And they began to see in very short cycles of improvement, dramatic increases in blood pressure control rates. So, Although it it, it is tempting to say some of this is all public health and some of this is health care, the really exciting stuff is when these people are around the same table working together.
1: So, Janet, you mentioned uh, briefly that you saw rapid decreases in emergency room admissions for patients with uh, coronary disease after towns became smoke-free. Any other uh, metrics that show that the Million Hearts Initiative is reducing the numbers of people with cardiovascular disease?
0: Well, I would love to be able to tell you, um, we often think of the McDonald's ticker and how many cheeseburgers have been consumed. We would love to have a similar ticker ticker to indicate how many heart attacks and strokes have been prevented. As you know, that is a a data hallucination, those data just aren't available. Um, But what we do see um, on our short-term indicators, we're seeing greater adoption of electronic health records. Um, We're seeing other um, short-term indicators begin to look very promising. The number of healthcare professionals that are choosing to report on the A, B, C, and S measures in the quality reporting programs across the country, we are certainly seeing in pockets very high performance on blood pressure control. Um, We have, for the last three years, um, executed a champions program where we've recognized uh, systems and clinics around the country that have achieved Blood pressure control rates of over 70%, and the number we've been able to recognize has gone up dramatically. I think a total of uh, 41 places have been recognized for high performance. We know that in order to drop that heart attack and stroke rate, blood pressure control has to occur, and, of course, cholesterol optimally managed manage the aspirin and the smoking as well. So uh, part of the delay in seeing the heart attacks and strokes uh, fall will be getting excellent in those ABCS measures.
1: Yes, that makes sense. It seems to me five years was a lofty goal to be able to uh, measure a million cardiovascular events being reduced. How do you think you're doing along that timeline?
0: All right. Uh, so we we know, as I said, that there are pockets of progress, but there's so much work left to do. And now looking at about 20 more months of work, we are in a frenzy uh, to plant as many seeds as possible uh, into fertile soil. That's a spring analogy, I guess. Um, so that long after we have sold it Million Hearts, tenants will continue to see a return. Um, Part of that work is uh, across the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services to make sure that the ABCS measures get into the quality reporting programs, into the registries that are uh, developed and developing around the country, um, and where we get the incentives aligned so that all the team members who are so powerful in helping people reach these goals are, that the team members are supported in these new models. So uh, again, I I wish I could give you uh, today's count on the number prevented, but I can tell you that um, we are working, as my mother would say, like cranberry merchants, to get um, as many policy and systems changes made as possible um, before Million Hearts ends.
1: Unfortunately, we've run out of time. I would love to have you back to get some final metrics when the program wraps up and find out not only what great things we all know you've accomplished, but uh, what other strategies uh, we can employ to, to measure our efforts going forward.
0: Thank you so much.
1: I'm your host, Dr. Alan Brown, and you've been listening to Lipid Luminations. Thank you very much for joining us.
0: You've been listening to Lipid Luminations, produced in partnership with the National Lipid Association and supported by an educational grant from AstraZeneca. To download this program and others in this series, please visit ReachMD.com forward slash lipids. That's ReachMD.com forward slash lipids.